0: WCIA three in one podcast. Brett Barons, alongside Marley Weir, to Andy Olson is going to be in sports soon. <laughs> we hope. We hope. That's fingers the
1: plan. crossed.
0: He is doing the news thing today, so he is not with us on the podcast here on October second. We're talking training camp. Usually, we'd be into Big Ten football by now, getting ready for a Big Ten opener. But here we are. At least they're putting on the pads, and we are making progress towards football. And I, I don't know about you, Marley, but I feel pretty confident here that they're going to at least start the season.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think that was the prediction we had way back when in August. We were saying, oh, they'll definitely start the season, but will they finish? So October 24th, I feel pretty confident and good about it. And it's interesting, too, just to think how kind of far along we would have been into the season uh, if it had started on time and if this was a normal year not in 2020 because I keep getting – some those like time hops back on my snapchat and i'll see like pictures from whatever game last year and i was like wow we were that far into football season and here we are not even starting so i'm excited to get it going in a couple weeks
0: yes we're gonna break some of this down today and what we've thought through training camp i would normally say seen because training camps are almost always open to us but We are not getting that opportunity this year, Mm -hmm. and it's understandable. It's just disappointing in the sense because I think we learned so much about the team, the players, what the expectations should or could be by what we see in practice and what we're able to listen to and hear and talk to the players and all of that. And so I don't know about you, but I kind of get the sense of going in a little bit blind because – Yes, we know what a lot of these players had done in the past, but especially the newcomers, I think we can get a good sense of that in practice. I mean, think of like Marquez Beeson last year and all the hype around him early on because he was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And he was going to start at cornerback before he tore his ACL. You know, when we don't see those things, we don't know (laughs) what these freshmen coming in. I mean, what is Reggie Love doing? I don't know. We ask Lovey about him, and we ask Reggie's teammates about him, and they've said good things. Rod Smith specifically mentioned Reggie Love, the running back freshman from St. Louis. But we don't know. I mean, what's that look like? I think there's so many unknowns because we don't get to see training camp this year that it's going to be a little bit different. But for me, I think that, I don't know, maybe tempers the excitement or just the feelings of football. But we're just 22 days away. I mean, three weeks from tomorrow, Illinois is scheduled to open the season at Wisconsin. And I hope that's the case. Wisconsin has been a mess the last three (laughs) weeks with its players. I reported 20-plus players with Coronavirus and all of that and and Madison Has not been good either so I hope we get To that point where we can play Mm -hmm. But I'm feeling pretty good that Hey this is going to move forward The NFL is showing with the Titans that Right that there could
1: be always
0: an Opportunity that something that hey look You know with the president testing Positive right I mean you're no one Is immune to this that it's a Serious thing but as we're moving forward And with the players getting tested every day That hey at least we're going to hopefully Get this thing off the ground Don't know if we're gonna play nine games. I I still get eight plus one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on nine in that sense, but I'm confident that they're gonna at least get this thing off Mm -hmm. the ground. And from where we were on August 11th to come to come to now, right? (laughs) Yes, watching the SEC play and thinking, man, this could have been the Big Ten or watching the ACC, Mm -hmm. you know, or the Big Twelve. Man, why couldn't the, the Big Ten have figured this out? Right. But and we're that's at least one of the downfalls
1: point. is them starting now so late, it doesn't provide that flexibility. So, will we even see those nine games? If whatever a game gets postponed, right. canceled, whatever it may be, then, you know, some teams are, they have seven games, others have nine. It's just um, kind of a mess. So, we'll see certainly what happens. But I think definitely that delay will have some implications moving forward
0: and rod smith talked about that when we talked with him yesterday we hadn't chatted with him in a long time and and he pretty much said hey look this is going to be a grind here and you combine injuries with fatigue and everything else and it's going to be a lot of pressure on Mm -hmm. the coaches and players to to go through this and and pound away because they're used to having a buy sometime you know after the third fourth game somewhere in there and then another one the last couple of years there's been a double buy for season so they've had two chances to you know regroup and relax mm-hmm. and, and just take a breath with no game for that week and this is just nine straight games and I don't know how that's going to play out so it's going to be very very interesting to see but you know I, I don't know how you feel like are your how Where's your excitement level at here as we come into October for, for the season and you know, what we're about to embark on.
1: I think I feel even more excited for the season because it got taken away from us and then we got it back. I don't think that's what I expected at all when it was canceled. I was like, oh, or postponed, sorry. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, this is it. Okay, now we're going down this deep hole of sadness. We'll have to wait until March or whenever to get Big Ten football back. But then at the same time, it doesn't feel like a true football season because there's all these restrictions. I mean, even us as the media are going to be restricted to how we can talk to the players after the game. We've been doing everything on Zoom, which I'm so sick of. You know, shooting is going to be different, so it feels – Almost like a season that's half-assed in a way, yeah. Which doesn't bring up like it doesn't bring up the hype
0: as much. And but I'm, I'm so
1: I'm so I don't want that to like make it seem like I'm not excited yeah. about football because I so am. But it just it'll feel very very different.
0: And I think we all have different feelings towards this. And should they even be playing? That's been brought up, you know, mm-hmm. multiple times throughout the summer. And you know, Milo eifler talked today in his Zoom this morning, and we're recording this on Friday at. Uh, late afternoon early evening here that he said he does feel good now that he's mm-hmm. okay with it that the protocols and the safety measures that illinois has taken have, have met his expectations and that he's okay with it and i think we've heard that from a lot of players in terms of hey look they feel the safest place to be is at the facility because everyone there is tested if you're yeah. coming into that facility you're tested but i think there's different levels of excitement from people and i've talked to a lot of fans who are just kind of meh on the whole thing whether that's college football in illinois whether that's the NFL, for sure, with everything going on, you know, I have a lot of the older population that's just like, I'm not watching the NFL, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they want to have their own opinions on everything that's going on, whether that's social injustice, racial, whatever that right. may be. And they're just tuned out to it, whether the Major League Baseball or whatever that may be, because it was so postponed this year. You know, even like something as stupid as a fantasy football league or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like our station, pick them here. the yeah. Our, the guy who runs it, Troy and Master Control, was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not excited about it, whatever else. you know. I feel like there's different levels of excitement for that. I had a thought last night though on the drive home, Marley, and I said, I can't wait for that Saturday morning wake-up call. Let's just say the Wisconsin game's at 11. Ele- yeah, the okay. 11
1: o'clock kick.
0: <laughs> we haven't done this grind of a trip and you know coverage, excitement, right? all of that kind of stuff, which is kind of sad to say, and this was my thought process in a lot of this a lot of my world in the 10 years I've been in this business has just revolved around what's the next game. How early do we have to leave? Mm -hmm. What's the process for that? The excitement level going into it. And that was really high this last year. I mean, think about with Illinois football, the ups and the downs of that. I mean, losing Eastern Michigan, it was like, Oh boy, what's this team going to be? The highs of Wisconsin and Michigan State. you know, they lose four straight games in the year, but the bowl game makes up for that. That's a pretty high moment for illinois and for us covering it and then with basketball it was so high and then it all came crashing. yeah it was
1: like we hit our peak of busyness excitement and everything tournament ncaa where are they going and then crash burn to the ground okay
0: (laughs) which i think and I, i don't know how you feel about this i know some of the players it's like there's still scar tissue from that in a sense of Whoa, like all of this happened so quickly, and we couldn't even wrap our head around it mm-hmm. and trying to comprehend in the moment. No, 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 everything is canceled, and we don't know what it's going to look like. To trying to get through the summer with content and finding things to talk about. And now we're here, and it's like, okay, well. Are you gonna pull the? I think you know, we're a little traumatized. Is what me? it is. That's how I feel in a sense. We're a little
1: traumatized. We don't want it to happen again. You know, again. the
0: the Snoopy. You're gonna pull the football out. Am I gonna miss again? You know, and so
1: we almost don't want to let ourselves get too excited. That's exactly it, though. That we, yeah.
0: It's like the Cubs. I'm just angry today that the Cubs are so terrible. But it's like you know, you get your hopes up, and I really tempered my expectations with baseball this year because I didn't think they'd make it even this far. And mm-hmm. they, you know, kudos to them, they Here did. They are. But it's like, okay, well, where do we get excited at? So I was thinking last night on the drive home, as this has been a long-winded story here, but, okay, once we get up for that game, like, game day is here, and you have that early wake-up call or whatever, and you're getting ready to go to the game, and you got your day the mapped out and show. all this kind of stuff. You know, the post-game excitement, trying to stream the post-game press conferences, which are going to obviously be different now. I mean, they're all on yeah. Zoom. I'm, Know, oh, will like, we even be able to show? I don't know. Oh. It's going to be interesting to see. Huh. But I think that will hit, that's when it will hit me. Because so much of what we do is Illinois, whether mm-hmm. football or basketball. Like, those are the biggest days of our you know, year, in a sense. Yeah. I think for me, that's when it's going to hit. October 24th. We don't even know a game time yet, which is kind of crazy still that we don't even have a game time. I would have expected that by now. But for me, when that day comes, I'll be like, okay here we are here we go unless it gets postponed (laughs) i hope not. (laughs) let's hope not i don't think it will but
1: But, i mean yeah it's i mean even so it's still like even for us there's so many unknowns going forward with going okay when we're traveling to a road game like will we even be able to film i mean i know illinois is allowing us to shoot from the stands but it's kind of like okay we were so used to going to every single game every single year for so i mean you've been working here way longer than i have but I mean, that's what I knew coming into this job, and now that it might not be that way is just kind of weird.
0: It's different for it sure, is. and it's going to be ever-changing as we move forward, mm-hmm. and it's not just football, it's basketball as well, and we don't yeah. even know what that's going to look oh, like. yeah, Still they're no already Illinois canceled. Basketball or... schedule. Um, the Emerald Coast Classic is canceled, according to a report from Matt Norlander at CBS Sports. Illinois, Arizona canceled today, or postponed, mm-hmm. I should say, until next year. So we'll see. Hopefully they can uh, pull that off next year. And I would certainly hope by next season in 21-22 that things would be quote-unquote back to normal. But as of right now, according to Governor Pritzker's state regulations, you can't have more than 50 people in a building at one time for a basketball game. So, So, uh, I mean, how are they going to do that? You could probably play just the or just put the players and coaches. That's
1: and like athletic Maybe trainers are kind of essential. That's almost 50
0: in a sense. I hadn't really thought about that too much, but like you're going to hit a max there pretty quick, you know?
1: Yeah, it, it piles up.
0: So we'll wait on that. But that is that clock is ticking here because the seasons, they're supposed to start practicing in a week.
1: Yeah, because technically basketball. they're in. No, they're practicing se- right now, <laughs> but like a full
0: practice to where they can have the allotment. I think it's 20. Five hours a week or something mm-hmm. like that, where they can practice without any restrictions. So, uh, there, things are going to change even more. I know that, but I'm I'm trying to be positive in this sense of okay, hey, look, we're we're here, we've made it to this point. But I'm still kind of giving that
1: there's hesitation. Pause and it's normal. a little bit. We experienced a great deal of trauma, <laughs> and this is the normal response. I think. Right?
0: Yo, it's it's not all about us. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not. No, <laughs>
1: uh, we're, selfishly, we're, I think it maybe we're, we're kidding. We're just excited to have. Selfishly some I'm excited for
0: sports to be back. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I want to cover a great team. In Illinois football certainly has a great team on paper. So does the basketball team and I think that's We literally the,
1: have the paper here.
0: Yeah, this is the, paper. <laughs> the roster. It's on paper and we have it here with us. So I think for me that is the exciting part. I don't want to be set up for failure again, but like look, Illinois football is its best team on paper since probably 2010, 11, you know, that's a decade. Right. And so basketball with its best team since 2006, for sure, you could probably line it up more with the 2005 team that made it to the championship game in the final four. That's where I think a lot of people are just hoping we get to that point that we can see Iowa and Kofi again that, you know, you got these guys right. back. Now you want to take advantage of that and make sure they play a game and play uh you know the NCAA tournament this season. I think everyone would say, okay, yeah, the regular season is important. You just want to see him in the NCAA tournament. Like right. if we you just fast forward to get to that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be okay and, and on board with that. But I want to just briefly touch on a couple of things with the football team here. And for me, they started working out in pads on Wednesday, was right. their first time. Uh quote unquote, they threw on the full pads yesterday on Thursday with leg, you know, pads, everything. Pants, all that. So they're moving forward here, and they've got three, three weeks from tomorrow to get ready for this game. They're in game week mode in two weeks, less than two weeks here. Right. You know, where they start to get into their routine of getting ready for a game and just focusing on Wisconsin. Uh, and I'm optimistic about this team, and I think they can be pretty good. I do have some concerns, but I think overall they're set up really, really well, and the team is feeling that confidence, I feel like, you know, and they no should. Idea. I mean, you know, this is year five with Lovey Smith and they are in a, in a perfect opportunity to take that big step forward. Now, they're only playing nine games. Right. And so you have to kind of alter some things in that. Yeah. Right. Because like we talked about at the outset here, if it was normal schedule, they would be what 3 and 0 by this time i think we well we said that last well, year too right how did that work out <laughs> eastern michigan yeah not took very it too well <laughs> last year but this was the easiest non conference schedule they'd had the softest in, in mm-hmm. a long time and so you would certainly hope with this team and this roster and as much talent as on this roster that they could have won their first three games this year so let's just assume they would have been 3 and 0 now i believe their first big 10 game on the original schedule was at Rutgers.
1: i think you're correct
0: so they would have been preparing for Rutgers at this point, potentially to go 4-0, 4-0 Rutgers with a new they coach. They definitely probably would have. <laughs> you, you would think at this point that they would be preparing to go 4-0. and And the feelings for that would have been positive, right? Mm-hmm. You're two wins away from a bowl game, really advancing the program here. And we talked earlier on previous podcasts about what those expectations should look like this year. You know, how, much win, how many wins would be a positive outcome. Right. You know, look, if they can go 500, I think that's tremendous. You know, in given the season. circumstances, absolutely. I mean, they're
1: starting off like with the best of the best. Here they go right into the fire. So, and I think that kind of skews it a little bit. So, I mean, for maybe fans or outsiders that might be looking at this, if Illinois goes okay, four and four, let's say three and what would that be? <laughs> five. Yeah, if they go three, <laughs> three and five, five right I can't in. do the math in my head. Um, three and five, people are like, oh, it's a it's a terrible. But to even go four and four. or. Teams that yeah, are great. gonna go like five and three. I mean, that's that's an incredibly successful season. I would say, given the circumstances, no
0: doubt, absolutely. And look, Illinois hasn't finished five hundred at least in the Big Ten in a long time, and to, to go five hundred in a Big Ten West, I feel pretty good about. And I think the mm-hmm. opportunities are there, but they have the confidence, and I feel like that's the biggest thing that this team is finally coming into itself to know that hey. We are good. They have those wins. And this is where we've compared football and basketball in the past before. You know, basketball, even though they struggled with Brad Underwood the first couple of years, they did have some decent wins in there. You know, I think you have to get that at some point as a team, and you can relate to this better as a college athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different in high school. when I think when you grow up with people and you have those that culture and everything else and you, and you know each other, but when you're coming into a new team, you have to figure those things out. You have to gel and mesh and, mm-hmm. you know, who's the leader and all that kind of stuff. And when you don't have a marquee win like Illinois had until last year against Wisconsin, I think there's a a real doubt in there of where's the confidence? Can we do this? Are we good? How's that leadership? And those kind of things. And so for them getting that, I think that was huge. And then they follow it up with a Michigan State win, you know, and the biggest comeback in school history. And now you feel like, okay, hey, look, we are a good team. We belong here. And I think that's so important. And just from listening to the players talk this week, you could really tell that hey, look, even a new guy like Derek Smith, the transfer from Miami, he's pretty confident that they can be good this year.
1: You know, we go out there and compete every day. I show every every day what I have, and I bring what I have to the table. You know, uh, I've been waiting a little minute for this. I really feel like I haven't really played for real since high school. I played a little bit at Miami, but I really haven't played for real since high school. I feel like I got the opportunity um, come October 24th to show what I got. You know just ready to show the world.
0: I think we got a chance to be the best on the team. Not, not, not making it a competition, but I feel like we could be that backbone or that spark plug that like, you know, and I just feel like if we could continue that on all the way up into the season and through the season, we can, you know, lead our team to maybe the big 10 championship. All right. That's Nate Hobbs and Derek Smith, the new transfer safety coming in this year. And I don't know how you kind of take that and feel with it, but for me, I think that's a positive step that hey, look, we we always hear at the beginning of the season, yeah, we're positive, we think we can do this, we think we can do that. I get the sense from covering this team since 2013 that, hey, look, this is legitimate here, you know they're they're not just making stuff up
1: mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Lovey Smith was talking about you know he he spoke on this when we would ask him about recruiting and things like that, he's like, oh, okay, it was this vision that I was selling now it's not a vision, now it's the reality, and that's those wins against Wisconsin the win against Michigan State and I think with this team they're still building and are they gonna have a couple more upsets this year absolutely but will it come as much of a surprise as it did when they beat Wisconsin or when they beat Michigan State I don't think so because they're already on that climb um, and improving
0: right and to get to that point has been a long time coming for for Smith like (laughs) you said who has been selling this vision And the thing that I'll go back to and that I think this team can hang its hat on, whatever the record is, the talent level on this roster here is far better than it was under any Tim Beckman team. And even the Ron Zook teams there, there was a lot of talent in NFL players on there. But I think as a whole, when you look at the transfer market and what Lovey Smith has done, getting a guy like Derek Smith, I mean, mm-hmm. you're 6'2", 220 playing safety back there. Ooh. And he calls himself a thumper and that he's hes a hitter. He's a boxer. Yeah, he said he was a, <laughs> he's, you know, he's been boxing for a long time since what middle school, I think Middle school, yeah. You know, you are increasing the talent. There are way more four and five stars on this roster than there has been in a long, long time. Now, talent doesn't always mean success and winning, but you're sure as heck going to give yourself a way better chance to succeed and a way better chance to get those wins if you have a lot of talent. And when you start breaking this down for all the transfers, and especially the immediately eligible guys, mm-hmm. you know, you get a Kamari Thompson, the wide receiver transfer from Missouri, even a Josh Imator, e. baby, who's back for a second year, and he's hungry. We have yet to hear from him. I'm really looking forward but to that chance. Too. I hope we get that soon to hear from Josh. You know, But you get a Luke Ford who was – a top four star prospect, you know, the best tight end, best player in the state a couple of years ago, transferred from Georgia. You know, you get all these guys and you feel like this is the team that Lovey Smith was hoping for.
1: And I think too it's I mean, I'm just gonna take a peek here. It's not so much I mean, yeah, there's talent, but there's experience. So Right. Okay, okay, Nate Hobbs, he's been a, a three year starter. Tony Adams has started Pretty much every year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Milo Eifler, he had experience. Yeah,
0: Tony Adams has, and he's going to move back to safety. He said played cornerback last year, which really puts some. uh, Well, let me put it this way: with Tony Adams going to safety, it tells me that Marquez Beeson, they he is healthy number one, and that the uh, coaching staff has complete faith that Marquez Beeson is as good as advertised at the first three four practices of training camp last year, because that's all he had before he got hurt. And he was dominant last year. So there's another top talent that they got out of high school. Now, Levy Smith has gone to this transfer portal and used it really, really well. And the recruiting class last year wasn't quite to that level that you had a couple of years ago. You know, even two years ago with Isaiah Williams and Marquez Beeson, you know, you got your two headliners. They didn't have those headliners in this 2020 Mm -hmm. class. But I'm not sure you're going to need them. How many freshmen are we really going to see, you yeah. know, this year? Maybe Reggie Love, James maybe. Frenchy, maybe.
1: But even then, it's like we don't know because we don't know how many well, reps they've been taking at, at training camp. Sure, we've seen exactly. little peaks of them in the video, but are they with the ones? Are they with the twos? We don't know. It's gonna be a mystery, but maybe that makes it more fun. We don't know. what It'll I, be like right. I, who's gonna? Maybe there'll the be like questions. an oddball like freshman that's gonna start. Surprise! It's Isaiah Williams that's starting <laughs> instead of no. I don't. Yeah, I don't no. know if we're gonna see that. I, I don't think but so. Either, what's but what's Brandon
0: Peters look like? You know, we've heard rave reviews from Lovey all off season. You know, and I don't know. I mean, the video looks fine, but it's it's really tough to tell. You know, is he going to make those next steps Mm -hmm. and next strides as a leader? You know, but a guy like Brandon Peters now in his fifth year, ready to go out and shock the world and prove that he can be a a big-time quarterback. And so, you know, you also we need to add a guy like Brian Hightower, another Miami-Florida transfer.
1: I'm sensing a theme here. Exactly.
0: Miami-Florida. Go go get the Florida State guys. (laughs) Uh, You know, but he's another wide receiver that is immediately eligible now and so you add all these pieces together and i really feel like illinois has the potential to make some noise here you know and and really be a contender and the team also talked about that in terms of just not being an upset like you mentioned you know if they beat a wisconsin or uh, a Nebraska or whoever—I I mean, I don't know how many games they're really going to be favored in mm-hmm. overall because it still has the stigma of Illinois. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't think they're going to go to Nebraska and be favored, even if Nebraska is zero and two or zero and three at that right. point. You know, I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I—I I still feel like Nebraska is going to be favored. Purdue at home, I could see them possibly being a favorite in that—a mm-hmm. a pretty slim favorite. You know, they're not going to be favored at Wisconsin to start out at Rutgers. They're going to be a favor, uh, but. I feel like even through some of these, you know, two or three games, maybe all that Illinois is favored to win this year, and so they still have that persona of, oh, well, it's just Illinois football, and so you know they're going to have to overcome that and and not let that get to them that you know, hey, look, we belong here and and we're expected to be good and we are going to be good and we have the talent and depth to do that, but. Like we had kind of been mentioning here all along, we don't know what this team's going to look like. And I think the coaches are a little bit in that same boat, Marley, because think about it. They didn't have spring ball. They didn't work out once Mm -hmm. in spring ball. They hadn't even worked out in pads before Wednesday until the bowl game.
1: Right. Like it's been a long time since they had a true full contact practice scrimmage game, whatever. No scrimmage
0: even, right? I mean, think – Okay, players hate spring ball, right? I mean, when you're not in season, it sucks. You don't want to practice, right? The coaches love practicing. (laughs) Players love games. I mean, right? That's just how it's been forever.
1: You want to scrimmage. You don't want to do drills. Absolutely, (laughs)
0: right? Or you just want to play games to begin with, right? Or have that game week routine. So spring ball sucks. But spring ball is also really, really important for those other players. Mm It's not named starters or Brandon Peters or Joshy Matsarbebe or whatever to get that evaluation, even to get hit a little bit, to have that feeling of, uh, you know, a little juice, to get Yeah, get, get, get a excitement. little
1: banged up, get bruised. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they haven't even had that, you know? And so I feel like even the coaches are a little bit questioning right now of, of how this team is going to perform. There's a lot more questions than answers. And so that's why I feel like, you know, going into this, they may be in that same boat too. And f- so, f- you know, hearing from the coaches here, they just even say, look, hey, you know, we're going to have to figure some things out on the fly as we move up here until... Uh, the starting date of October 24th camping those first four days we were looking really good uh, guys bringing energy to practice every day um, and we were all excited to start playing against the offense because there's a period of time there where we couldn't really compete against each other now I feel like we've advanced past where we were back there in August so yeah man I'm really just looking forward to putting it on the pads and uh, you know getting ready for the season we've had so many practices Uh, We have gotten a lot of reps to say the least and a lot of good teaching reps. So we have gotten a lot done, but physically we still are in, in pretty good shape and that's what I'm excited about. You know, we have guys that have played a lot of football. So you expect to not be where we were two, three years ago. And we're not. Lovey Smith. Is excited, no doubt, and he should be because this is what he's been working up to since he was hired in 2016 to get to this point. He's had 2020 circled for a long time. He's had to wait a little bit longer than normal or what he would hope for to get to this point. Um, but overall, Marley, with with everything that we've gone through to get to to here and now, um, I guess I'm just wondering what your feelings are. You know, do you have those positive vibes? Like, do you, do you feel like this team is set up for success? And that they're everything that this team says that they are.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And it's kind of what we talked about earlier. Like every team, when we talk to them and we interview them, of course they're going to be positive and say like, "Oh yeah, this is the year. This is the year." But this is the year where I truly feel like those sentiments are are genuine and that they believe them. And I think they kind of just manifested that into reality. You know, this team has, like you said, been building for five years since Lovey Smith started his his tenure. Uh, they have. Incredible depth that I don't think this team has seen um, in a couple years. I mean, just looking at this, what we have. Okay, we talked about the secondary. Tight ends are probably as deep as they've yeah, ever been.
0: Illinois probably has the best tight ends in the Big Ten. Or no they're, they're up yeah. there in the conversation this year. You add in transfer Daniel Bebe, brother of Josh. You add in Luke Ford, who is now eligible after sitting out last year, transferring from Georgia. Oh, yeah, and then you have DJ Barker, mm-hmm. who proven pass catcher last year. How do you even mix up all of that? Rod Smith talked about that a little bit yesterday in his media conference that, hey, look, he's he's going to have to get creative in a sense to get all three of those guys involved. It's a luxury, but that also speaks to building to this point yeah. where you have three legitimate tight ends that you can work in there and, and mix in some formations. And that should, if anything... If they run more two tight end sets, help the run game get more established in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think too it's there's not just one star. There's not just one receiver that they're gonna go to every time. I mean, I'm kind of thinking back to, you know, when I was researching the team when I had just got here and it was like, Okay, they're gonna go to Reggie Corbin all the time mm-hmm. as their only running back. And I think that's changed in the sense like, okay, they have all these linebackers that they can rely on, they have all these receivers, they have all these tight ends so there's depth where there hasn't been before um and talent where there hasn't been before right
0: and injuries are always the biggest question mark in this right i mean mm-hmm. they were just ravaged last year with injuries at wide receiver where you had to walk on starting late in the year you know but that's why you have depth that's why you build that's why you get more talent and continue to add to that room and those rooms where you know the next guy can just step up, and that's what makes the Ohio State's great. That's what makes Alabama's and your top tier talents great, is because their third and fourth guys are just as good as your one guys on a team like Illinois historically. Mm -hmm. You know, where I feel like Illinois could compete for a quarter or two with a lot of teams in the Big Ten, if not anybody, but then all of a sudden, you know, that depth starts to go and and Illinois just doesn't have that. And so for the casual fan, I would be confident in in that sense that Illinois does have that depth now at certain positions. Now, there's other positions where you still have to question that. Yeah, Offensive line and defensive line, for sure, I look at and say, okay, well, if one or two guys get hurt, where's the next guy that gap is pretty significant in my eyes when you have a guy who goes down and there's still a spot a starting spot on the offensive line you know and you, you know you're gonna have a couple of guys battling for that spot would have been Blake Jurasadi now he has surgery in his year unfortunately and what yeah. a, a terrible circumstance you know thinks the season is canceled has shoulder surgery and then the season's back on. Well, he's not ready now. Was gonna be ready for the spring, potentially now he's not. You feel bad for that. You know, but you get a Jordan Slaughter and a Virtus Brown battling for that position now. And that's great. You want competition in that. But the drop off behind those guys and behind your other offensive linemen is pretty significant. You know, what happens if Doug Kramer goes down? What happens if Kendrick Green or Alex Pelcheski goes down? You know, now all of a sudden, or a Vidarian low, you know who steps up in those spots, and that's where there's some question marks there. And defensive line for sure, we don't know, you know what's what that's going to look like mm-hmm. past really the one spot. You got a one and twos group, and the twos group is is a little bit more of a drop off than you'd like. But that three and four group. Now I'm really questioning what's there on the defensive line.
1: That's why they have good safeties, though, right? <laughs> well, and they're going to be used a
0: lot, you know. And that's been Lovey Smith's defense, where if they just get torched, you know, on the first level, you know, that second and third level, especially the third level, has been there to bail them out. That's also why you've seen a lot of games get out of hand in that sense because that third level gets beat. There's no one behind him, and and now you know they're they're taking long right. gains to the house or whatnot. So uh, I don't know. I, I think the depth is better. But I still have concerns, especially offensive line, defensive line. You know, it's I'm fair. I'm looking at those two positions, going, okay, they're fine for now. But what happens if they get hurt? And even running back, I think you can add to that. Mike Epstein has not finished the season this, in his career at Illinois. He's been hurt, season-ending injury every single year. First game last year, tears his ACL. The other two years, he gets foot injuries and is not able to finish the season. He's the best running back by far, on the mm-hmm. Illinois roster if he can stay healthy. And really, he can do it all in terms of blocking, running, and pass catching. But Chase Brown is your transfer coming in, brother of Sidney Brown, twin brother. The twins! <laughs> Tell him apart, good for you. i have yeah, trouble every yep. single time. You know, what's he going to be like? He hasn't played Power 5 football. I don't know. You get past that, and you have a, a Jakari Nord, Norwood and Kenyon Sims who have not played a lot of Power 5 nope. football. What is that gonna look like? So there are some depth issues there, but overall I feel like the roster is, is way better. And
1: that's I think where they'll just rely on, you know, some of their other playmakers to make up for the lack of depth, depth, excuse me, in other positions.
0: And that's where that's unknown. That doesn't mean they're always bad. It just means they haven't proven it at this level. And so you have question marks going into that of what that might right. look like or how that might play out. All right, we're counting down to that. We're also keeping an eye on the IHSA because a lawsuit yesterday or earlier this week, I should say, uh, was handed out by three parents in a West Chicago suburbs who essentially wanted to try and get football back as quick as possible this fall. And this is a long, winding story of, of how they got to this lawsuit. Yeah. And I am not an attorney. I don't pretend <laughs> to know a lot about the judicial, judicial system in our country. But essentially, they were trying to just get some kind of traction and movement to getting uh, fall sports back, especially, quicker than what they were going to be set to play because Mm -hmm. right now, they are not going to be played until the spring. Governor Pritzker shut it down. The IHSA earlier this summer handed over control to Governor Pritzker and the IDPH and ISBE, and they said, you can't play. The uh, IHSA said, okay, we're going to try and get it to the spring, a condensed schedule, and we'll go from there. A lot of people don't like that. So these three parents decided to file a lawsuit. And essentially what they were trying to do was say that the IHSA went against its bylaws. Because they're a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. They have bylaws just like any organization does. And they have to follow those to meet their criteria. Well, they created this four-season sport calendar where they had – fall winter spring and summer shifting and moving these sports around and so these group of parents sued because they said well they didn't follow their bylaws and take a board uh, or take a member vote for that each member school has a say and a vote on what they want to do with Mm -hmm. these bylaws moving forward they didn't take that vote the IHSA board of directors and their medical advisory panel and all of these people just came up with this and, and decided to go with it and so long story short a DuPage County judge decided this week that their temporary restraining order that they were asking for was denied, that it didn't make sense to him. And so essentially it shut down their lawsuit. Now, they do have a separate suit. They're, they're trying to sue the IHSA to say, hey, look, we're, we're moving forward with with that to – I don't know if they're looking for monetary damages or you know what they're trying to do with the IHSA. Mm-hmm. Essentially just make a statement in my yeah. eyes. But the temporary restraining order would have thrown a wrench into everything because it would have essentially shut down the uh, sports season calendar for right now for what it was, taking everything back to the way it was before. And so I think it could have really caused some damages. Rocked the boat. Yeah, for Oof. the plan of what they have now and and could have made it worse in a sense because we're at a point now where it's October 2nd. Like You, you can't just pick up and play football and that's why a lot of people reach out to me online and like does this mean they're playing football we could have football next friday or whatever i'm like no no no, no. that's that's not how this works right like you need an acclimatization period you can't just go play tackle football and expect everything to be fine right mm-hmm. and so i've heard from several coaches and athletic directors uh this week just saying they were relieved this temporary restraining order was not put in. Right.
1: Because what play. a mess. I mean, just from the administrative side of things. Oh, from, absolutely. For a coach, for an AD, I can't imagine if we're sitting here, let's say you and me were the AD for whatever school, if it was like Wednesday and they say, hey, you're playing football on Friday. What? Yeah. Impossible.
0: Yeah. And it wouldn't have got to that point. But just all of the work that's gone in to get it to this point, I'm hearing more and more coaches just say, hey, it's fine in the spring. Let's just keep football this spring. Because they did all this
1: work yes. to. Okay, shift everything, change it. Why are we trying to rock
0: the boat? Yes. And does it suck that Illinois is the only sport in the Midwest not playing football? Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. It's not ideal. It's not much fun for these coaches or athletes, parents, whoever else. But they do have a plan to play. It's not like they just canceled it. They just postponed it until the spring. Mm-hmm. They've got a plan and, and a course of action. And the IHSA is stuck in the middle here because these parents sued the IHSA. They didn't go after Governor Pritzker. Mm-hmm. And there's some reasons for that. But the IHSA wants its kids to play. You know what I mean? But they want to do it safely. And they also want to follow IDPH and ISBE guidelines. So they're really stuck in the middle here. And, and they get a lot of the blame. And some of it maybe is justified for how they handled it this summer. But right now, I think they're just trying to, hey, let's figure out how we can play, you know, and and so I think they're stuck in the middle. For one thing, the IHSA was super relieved this didn't happen because it would have really put them a bind here with where they go and and how they proceed, you know, moving forward. So I know the IHSA was 100% relieved that Mm -hmm. this DuPage County judge did not offer and authorize that temporary restraining order to Revert things back right. to the way it was before. We've and even,
1: even if they didn't follow the bylaws, as you said, I mean, these are unprecedented times that everyone's right. saying. So they need to make unprecedented decisions. And a lot of the decisions being made across the board in sports are not really following, I guess, what has been done um, in the past. So i it's just all about adapting to a situation. And the, the people in charge of making this, these decisions or they're stuck between a rock and and a hard place. Yes. I and mean, you're never going to make everyone happy. So it's just it's tough, but I mean, they will they will get back on the field
0: eventually. Eventually. And we hope it's this season. We hope they get a chance in the spring. And that's what the judge essentially went back to Morley was, "Hey, look, yes, maybe they didn't follow their bylaws and take a member vote to a T, but these are times we're in a hundred year pandemic that you have to make decisions and move quickly and try and work in the best interest of everybody. And they didn't cancel it. They postponed it. And this is just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to go back to the way their bylaws were written before. And it's not, they're going to continue to do this moving forward. Right. And so I think the judge reasoned pretty well there and decided and made the best move, you know, for the interest of everybody in that we've got more on our website, wcia.com got several uh, videos posted there from the judge. If you, you want to hear more about it, I will say it's confusing. I, I had to do a <laughs> lot of research to get to that point where I could understand it. I'm not sitting here confidently telling you I understand every part of it or every facet or, you know, yeah, 100 percent like I got my mind wrapped around it. But I do feel like I did invest a, a little bit of time to get to this point where it's like, OK, I, I, I can see both sides of this. But I think the judge made the right call determining that let's just keep it the way it is. Everyone has the best interest at heart here for the kids. Mm-hmm. I can't say everyone. The IHSA, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know about the governor. I'm not going to speak for that. I think he's got his own personal agenda and interests. Um, you know, but most people want to see the kids play and, and get those opportunities. So let's hope that happens. I think uh, they will. In the spring. Yeah, All right. they Certainly will. It's been fun, <laughs> Marley. We got to do a newscast here coming up. But uh, yeah, it's great. Let's get Andy back on.
1: Yeah, let's, get, let's let's pull on the strings a little harder. We will. He'll <laughs> be
0: back in sports soon. So, <laughs> all right, Andy. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. But from All the Weird Up, I'm Brett Barons. This has been the WCI Three in One podcast.